Mr. Roth, um, have you communicated with government officials ever on a platform called JIRA? Yes or no? Real quick answer. We're on the clock. Not yes to or no? the best of my recollection. Not no. to your recollection? Great. Have, if you did in the event communicate, who would have had access to this platform? That's the nature of my confusion. Okay. Jira did you ever speak to government officials on JIRA regarding taking down social media posts? Again, not to the best of my recollection. Can you explain to me why the federal government would ever have interest in communicating through JIRA, mind you, a private cloud server with social media companies without oversight to censor American voices? I want to let you know that this is a violation of the First Amendment, and the federal government is colluding with social media companies to censor Americans. Mr. Chairman, I ask for unanimous consent to submit these graphics into record. And Mr. Roth, I'm going to refresh your memory for you. This flowchart behind you. Thank you, Chair. Um, this flowchart shows the following federal agencies, social media companies, Twitter, leftist nonprofits, and organizations communicating regarding their version of misinformation using Jira, a private cloud server. On this chart, I want to annotate that the Department of Homeland Security, which has the following branches, Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, also known as CISA, Countering Foreign Intelligence Task Force, now known as the Misinfo, Disinfo, and Malinformation, MDM. This was, again, used against the American people. The Election Partnership Institute, or Election Integrity Partnership, EIP, which includes the following Stanford Internet Observatory, University of Washington Center for Informed Public, Graphica, and Atlantic Council's Digital Forensic Research Lab, and potentially, according to what we found on the final report by EIP, the DNC. The Center for Internet Security, CIS, a nonprofit funded by DHS, the National Association of Secretaries of State, also known as NASS, and the National Association of State Election Directors, NASED. And in this case, because there are other social media companies involved, Twitter. What do all of these groups, though, have in common? And I'm going to, again, refresh your memory. They were all communicating on a private cloud server known as JIRA. Now, the screenshot behind, uh, screenshot behind me, which is an example of one of thousands, shows on November 3, 2020, that you, Mr. Roth, a Twitter employee, were exchanging communications on JIRA, a private cloud server, with CISA, NASS, NASD, NASED and Alex Stamos, who now works at Stanford and is a former security, of, um, security officer at Facebook to remove a posting. Do you now remember communicating on a private cloud server to remove a posting? Yes or no? I wouldn't agree with the characterization. I don't care if you agree. This, Do you, this, is, this is your stuff. Yes or no, did you communicate with a private entity the government agency on a private cloud server, yes or no? The question was if I could. Yes or no? Yeah, I'm on time. Yes or no? Ma'am, I don't believe I can give you a yes or no. Well, I'm going to tell you right now that you did, and we have proof of it. This, ladies and gentlemen, is joint action between the federal government and a private company to censor and violate the First Amendment. This is also known, and I'm so glad that there's many attorneys on this panel, joint state actors. It's highly illegal. You are all engaged in this action, and I want you to know that you will be all held accountable. Ms. Gaddy, are you still on CISA's Cybersecurity Advisory Council? Yes or no? Yes, I am. Okay.
For those who have said that this is a pointless hearing, and I just want to let you guys all know, we found that Twitter was indeed communicating with the federal government to censor Americans. I'd like to remind you that this was all in place before January 6th. So, so to say that these mechanisms weren't in place and to make it about January 6th, I want to let you know that you guys were actually in control of all of the content, and clearly we have proof of that. Now, if you don't think that this is important to your constituents and the American people from those saying that this was a pointless hearing, I suggest you find other jobs. Chairman, I yield my time. In the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. Big jam-packed transmission today, folks. Non-compliance is key. From an undisclosed location in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael. Welcome, folks. February 11th, 2023. And this is the year of the transmission. This is the year of the change. This is the time for you to get off of your couch and decide to make something of your life. It's time to get involved. It's time to stand up, even if that means just making a donation, sharing, following, subscribing to us at noncompliantamerica.com, getting involved here at FEMA Region 10. It's more important now than ever. There is no greater threat than what we see in front of us. Now, a lot of it's made, and they're, they're, they're intensifying things to try to get you to sit down. They're trying to get you to be quiet. They're trying to get you to not oppose them. They're trying to destroy, you know, uh, prominent figures such as Tate or Alex Jones uh, or Tucker Carlson or Trump or whomever, Bannon. All of these people who are actively fighting against these people. Now it's uh, Elon Musk by the way. Um, so there's some really interesting things going on with him. Welcome. Welcome. Um, it is not a boring Saturday today. And I will tell you that, um, uh, the tree of Liberty is being watered all around us and it is growing, um, the most delicious fruit that, uh, that you'll ever taste in your life. And what better, uh, fruit to indulge in, um, than, uh, than this American tree of Liberty, right? What other options do you have? Name one system around the planet that is operating better or has been more prosperous than the American system. Is that not worth fighting for? Is it not worth defending against? Um, is it not worth sacrificing, right? Because that's where we're at. We're at a point that we need to go all in. We need to sacrifice. We need to uh, push forward and start non-complying against every system that they're rolling out, every new bill, every new agenda, everything. And if that means taking your kids out of schools, take them out of schools. Find an alternative. Figure out a way. It's going to be harder. It is a harder path. The path of least resistance is the worst path that you can take. And understand, just like exercising, just like getting into, you know, aerobics or whatever anybody's doing these days, you know, I, I don't even know what people are doing at the gym anymore, right? I don't go to the gyms. But whatever's going on and whatever, whatever that agenda is, understand that we all start somewhere and we all start with weak muscles and think of your engagement into your life as a muscle. 
How engaged are you going to be? Are you going to be told what to do? Are you going to be told how to think? Are you going to be told what to wear? Are you going to be told what's real and what's not? Are you going to be told that you know Ukraine is a good country and it's not corrupt and they've done nothing wrong and Russia's the bad guy? Are you going to be told that China is trying to help us? Are you going to be told that you know big tech is a good thing and internet censorship is a good thing? You know, every single core to our, our existence, we have to fight for. In nature, there is no such thing as decadence. In nature, the domesticated animal dies every single time. And I know I mentioned that in my show last week, but think about that. It is up to us individually as a collective to just say no. And that's, that's how you fight back. That's what's considered fighting. It's just saying, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to buy this product from you. I'm not going to buy this BS. I'm not going to tune into your station anymore. I'm not even going to watch TV anymore. I might go seek out some news. In fact, better yet, how about we go make some news and engage in that way, right? So it, the, the wheels are falling off in regards to the big tech stuff. There's a lot of end fighting going on within the deep state and with the global organizations on who's going to be on top, right? Is it going to be Elon Musk and the SpaceX uh, Space Force infrastructure that's combating against NASA, which is, uh, you know, researched to be the deep state, believe it or not. It's all the NASA dark money operations, the black ops uh, stuff kind of embedded with that. That's what we're fighting against, this sophisticated intelligence agency of hundreds of thousands of people and contractors and outside entities and non-government organizations collaborating with, you know, dark money organizations and everything else. And so I started my podcast today with the the most breaking angle and the most clear and concise understanding of how these people have actively been engaging in censoring the American people, how they subverted information on these social media platforms. Now, it goes back to my argument that the solution, yes, as great as transparency is and everything else, there's still one problem. If you're sitting on your phone looking for information and constantly engaged in your phone, you're missing out on life. I can't stress that enough. The best thing that you can do is disconnect. And I know that's really hard for a lot of you. We all like our screen time. It is a part of us now, right? It's a part of our society. Everybody longs for it. And there's always that ongoing joke. You can see those videos, libs of TikTok and stuff like that of some 15-year-old girl that loses her phone. It's no different than, you know, it, it's almost like she's lost her firstborn child and it's just utter chaos and panic and hysteria. It's because they've become a piece of us. And now I can't argue that the way is to go back to the Amish. You know, I love technology when it's used as a tool, but at the same time, it also does make us weak. It makes us decadent. It makes us uh, impressionable because it's such a core thing. Think about it. Tell a vision, programming, 
I mean, we don't have to we don't have to beat a dead horse here and talk about this. We don't have to beat it up and down, but I'm just saying it's definitely worth thinking about and it's definitely worth some self-reflection. Because here's the thing. Here's the reality, right? Is we can talk and and I think what Congress is doing and what the House is doing and exposing this is extremely important. I think it's ginormous and I'm going to play some more clips on the next segment. Of, of some key points and just some giant bombshells that are exposing these criminals that have been operating in these social media networks. But ultimately, do you know what the problem is? Is us. If we stopped using these social media networks, if we stopped using Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or whatever, these guys would have no influence and they would have no power. If we started going to community meetings again and singing Kumbaya and talking about our local issues, who cares what's going on in Ukraine? Who cares what's going on in Washington, D.C.? They're irrelevant to us. They don't impact our life unless we give them the power to do so. But they would never be able to take us over if we can take over our local systems. And I'm talking about getting your kids involved and getting everybody involved. And if we all just, who cares if you don't agree? That's okay too. Just get around and talk about stuff. Talk about real issues. That is how we change. That is how we fight back. That is how we do things. The more we embed ourselves into these systems and as clean and transparent and as great as we want it to be, such as Twitter, as great as we want it to be, ultimately, it is the devil's playground because it's technology. And technology, what is that doing? That's taking you away from God's natural ecosystem that he's already built for us. Satan and the devil need technology to woo you and sway your consciousness into a certain realm. It wants to resonate a frequency. No matter how good technology is, it is still taking you away from your core. Right? And it might not be as exciting out there in the natural world. But guess what? It's a hell of a lot more fulfilling. And some of this noise that's going on that's causing people not to be able to sleep and causing all this anxiety and all of that stuff, all of that can be controlled. All you have to do is turn your phone off and walk away and go on a walk and plant a garden everything else. So just some interesting things I, I, I'm trying to point out. I, I know it's the obvious but it's also the hard talk that most of you now are ready to hear. And now it's time to take that next step into our futures. You listen to Joshua Michael. We'll be right back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. What are we all doing here? What is the purpose? That is something I always emphasize. I'm always trying to find that answer because, you know, I don't have the answer. 
I don't pretend to have the answer. I'm not, I'm not, you know, trying to preach to you and tell you what you should believe and what you should not believe. That's not my goal. My goal is to try to get you to break out of what is now called the matrix system and the infrastructure in which how your thinking is being orchestrated and manipulated. That's my goal is to just get you to think about that. I don't care what you think about. I don't care how you get there. You know that thing, old saying in school, when you're there, your teacher always tells you to show your work. If you can show your work and we can see how you got to that conclusion, you can then demonstrate, are you thinking for yourself? Or are you being told what to think? Are you being manipulated? That's the million dollar question, right? So that's the goal. That's everything that I want to talk about is about that and just try to free your mind from that. It's not meant to scare you. It's not meant to do anything. It's meant to kind of shock you out of whatever trance that you might be in because you don't understand that you're, you're, you're in a trance and you're being manipulated until you can step out of it. Right? So anyways, a couple little side notes, issues, everything else. Um, the big push for digital cash is well underway. And guess who Mr. Rockefeller and the Rockefeller Foundation has just uh, joined forces. And that is the Clintons, the digital cast to fight climate change. So now the next argument is going to be, well, printing money is wasteful and it harms the environment. And you know the amount of emissions that go into printing money so we just need to go digital. But what about charging your phone and keeping your digital devices charged? That takes energy too, right? And what happens when the power goes out? How are you going to pay for milk? How are you going to pay for gas? How are you going to go to the store? How are you going to get paid from your job, right? So what they're trying to do, no different than in the 90s when you know email was invented, well, the email was actually invented in the 70s by Shiva, but long of the short is once it got in the 90s, you know, before America Online or as America Online was kind of developing, the email was involved. And, and the premise of the email was to go peer to peer. So from one computer to the other, your email was stored on your computer. That was where it was. And then it transferred data to another computer and then it was stored on that computer. There was no Gmail or Yahoo or Hotmail or Outlook or any of that stuff. It was peer-to-peer, -peer, and that was its purest form. That was the best thing. Now, we have servers like Gmail and everything else. Now, they hold your data, and it's convenient, right? And it's convenient. However, you're giving them that information. So, you're relinquishing power to them knowingly or unknowingly in the name of convenience. And isn't that kind of the surrounding of our life? And so the same argument is now going to be underway with, I think, the core, one of the cores of your freedom, and that is money and the ability to be free. Free, unfinancially free, 
and having the protections and the guides under the Constitution to be able to do with what you will with hard-earned money or, or inheritances or however you accumulate the currency, and they're trying to rob you of that with this new digital system. The digital system, just think of it as a non-government organization that is then going to decide how you opt into currencies and control your currencies. All of the fundamental values of the Department of Treasury. Now, granted, we're well past the, uh, the, the sanctuary of how money is supposed to be used. With the establishment of the Federal Reserve, you know, I could go into a giant rabbit hole on how the difference between the Department of Treasury and the Federal Reserve and how your money is used and can be used and it's taxable versus non-taxable transactions and all this type of stuff. And by no means, I'm not a finance guy. I just do a lot of research and listen to a lot of really smart people, as you should as well, to learn about this stuff. Because the people and the controllers, the quote, on elites, understand a lot of these premises. And they put most of these things in play. So the, the better question is, why would somebody worth $100 million or $150 million, however many the Clintons have, Rockefeller, probably upwards of a trillion, why would somebody want to move to a digital currency that has no value to them? There's no benefactor, right, to just change the way currencies are done unless there was an incentive, a way for them to further capture and enslave you. That's the entire point is to enslave the population. That is the goal. And we all know that now. Because they've openly admitted that they want to enslave and depopulate the planet. They're openly admitting it to you. And are you going to resist or are you going to say, okay, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, I'd love to have a CBDC. This is so convenient. But then all of a sudden, after you do that, after everybody opts into the system, just like they opted into the mask, which is why COVID was a beta test. They said, oh, that was easy. We got all these idiots, excuse my language, we got all these fools to believe in a scientific thing that was just blatantly false, such as wearing a mask helps prevent the spread or six feet helps prevent the spread. And they're like, yeah, we'll just flex our muscle with all our corporations, even though it's outside of law, even though the law is not telling the public that they need to do these things. We'll just make all the corporations do it through their policy. And so that's why it was a beta test. So what's the next move in the name of green energy, in the name of saving the planet? They are now going to have these corporations one day, and it's going to be very soon, folks, very soon. This is why getting precious metals is so extremely important. Because that'll be a way you can defend yourself. However, one day the corporations are going to say, hey, we are now taking these new CBDCs, but they know it's so dangerous, so they're hesitant on rolling it out. What kind of catastrophe are they going to have to do it? We'll be right back. Hey, 
It's time to unmask the truth and expose the lies. The occupied forces do not want you to hear this broadcast. Breaking through the censorship and delivering raw, unedited content, it's Joshua Michael. Welcome, folks. Third segment. Going to try to get into some local news, some great victories, some good positivity that uh, are much needed, right? Not only are, are we having ginormous victories around the world, you know, with the rejection of globalism, the rejection of these international combines that are trying to essentially capture you, whether it be through your currency, whether it be through your restriction to travel in the name of safety, in the name of uh, your coordination um, on how you operate and just breathing and existing and putting that in jeopardy and using that in your safety, you lock, you lock up, stay inside, put on a mask, take this shot, all this. We know this. And now we know 100% it was a beta test. It wasn't about the virus. It wasn't about the safety. It never is. It's never, if, if, if you're watching a main feed and you're seeing a consistency along the entire feed of information, rest assured that it is not about that, right? It's never about that. So you always have to look in between the lines. You can't just take anything at face value. If you're somebody that's still taking things at face value, I encourage you to just dive in, watch diedsuddenly.info. That's a great one. Uh, there's a million one. Terms and Conditions May Apply, uh, which is an old documentary uh, that you can find. Phenomenal documentary. It talks about the collaboration with, uh, you know, telecom industries, the NSA, and the um, infrastructure that's been put in in Utah and other parts of the world, literally parallel constructing all of your data and harnessing all of your metadata. metadata. Well, what's happening in Congress is a peek into that window, things that Snowden talked about. Things that was collaborating with the government on how they're superseding beyond your rights without your knowing. And this is the dangers. This is the dangers. This is the devil's playground, right? And I could talk about this forever, right? But you guys get the premise. Huge win. Huge win for gun, gun owners. Now, this is from Kevin Sterrett over at the Oregon Firearms Federation uh, as of February 9th, 23. Gun owners in Oregon... Uh, scored a major victory today when the Oregon Supreme Court again slapped down the anti-rights extremists and upheld a stay on Measure 114. That means Measure 114 is in a stay right now. The judge in Harney County placed a hold on the absurd un unconstitutional Measure 114. To no one's surprise, the anti-gun attorney moved to overturn the commenced decision. Today, which then would have been on the 9th, um, in a two-sentence ruling, the Oregon Supreme Court sided with the Constitution, good job, and refused to overturn the Harney County judge, which is great. So simply put, that means the Measure 114 is still blocked in its entirety. The magazine ban, the needed to file a permit to even purchase a firearm ban, all the nonsense tied in with 114 is now at a halt. This is a ginormous win. We have a very long way to go, um, but if you can, definitely go to OregonFirearms.org and support the great folks over there doing some great work uh, over there at the Oregon Firearms Federation. So that's huge. That's some good news. Some bad news, right? Eugene to become the first city in Oregon to ban gas hookups in new homes. 
Remember we were talking about this? Remember I've been talking about this forever? And a lot of you guys are like, oh, it's crazy. That'll never happen. Everybody I tell this story to, they're like, that's crazy. Now, this is mainstream news. This is mainstream. This is on Coin6. Coin6 are also the ones that were advocating for the civilian police force to police mental illness and, quote, nonviolent response calls. Remember that? The alternate beyond the EMT, beyond the police, beyond the firefighters. There's now a separate branch that's a civilian force to uh, address the, quote, homeless population and mental illness going on. Do you not think that's a gateway toward, oh, this guy's a this guy's a, a election conspiracy theorist. He thinks that the election was stolen. He must have a mental illness. Boom. Doot, 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 doot. You call your neighbor. Hey, I got a guy over here. He's using his lawnmower. And he's not supposed to use his lawnmower. You guys think this is crazy. You think what I'm saying is crazy. It is not. This is exactly what they are trying to do. So Eugene had a special city council meeting on February 6th. The state treasurer wants more people to use the Oregon College Savings Plan. Oh, that's just to add. During the meeting, counselors decided on whether Eugene would have the opportunity to participate in the official public vote on the ordinance, five of the counselors opposed a public vote. Now, why do you think that is? Because they are tyrants. And Eugene is one of those captured cities. I guarantee you they do election meddling. And that is election meddling right now. Don't you think people will have a uproar and want to participate in a vote whether they get to eliminate natural gas in all new homes? Don't you think that the public should have a vote on that? Well, this Eugene City Council, they said no, five to three, notwithstanding conflicting opinions from Eugene residents. Eugene City Council previously held two public hearings on the ordinance in, in November and December of 22, in which had mixed reviews. Okay, mixed reviews. What kind of idiot would go on and say, yeah, I want to I have less opportunity, less competition, and a valuable resource uh, to heat my home? And cook my food and a cheap commodity that we are well, our infrastructure can support it. We're not hurting anything and it's much more efficient. More importantly, the ice storm. This is the best one. The ice storm. Some people, that was their only source of heat because they had no electricity. So you can't tell me to transport thousands and thousands of kilowatts over these wires, which they have voltage drop. So for every foot that that energy travels, it loses its capacity. So they say you start with a hundred, say at the Detroit dam, you start with a hundred kilowatts. Well, by the time it gets to Salem, I don't know the calculation. There's definitely some voltage drop there. So you're maybe only going to only get 50 that you're able to distribute to homes. So what about that? What about that wasted energy? What about that? So there's holes in everything. You're never going to have a perfect solution for energy, but way more powerful, way more efficient, way more effective is natural gas. So they said 70% of Eugene residents opposed the policy while 53% strongly opposed it. Of course, who would go for this? This is garbage. This is why it's so important to get involved. Go to these meetings, go to the city councils, go to these things. In fact, run for city council. 
even if you have no political background and no money, I guarantee you, if you're walking with God, God will provide with what you need. And just your voice and your engagement will scare the living hell out of these tyrants. Just your presence, if you walk with God, will scare these people. They cannot handle to be in the same room with somebody who is a godly man, who's God-fearing and loves his family and loves his life and is content and not swayed by this nonsense. So it says only 23% of voters, this is back in two hearings that they had, 23% were in support of the ban. Let me tell you a little story and let's kind of loop it all back around with, with Twitter and the corruption and the embeds going on with that, as well as the embeds and the FBI informants that were tied in with January 6th, the FBI informants that were tied in with the Oklahoma City bombing, the FBI informants that were tied in with 9-11. Shall we go on? So these 23% that were supposedly there in favor of this gas ban, guess what they probably are? They are ex- probably extremely stupid, which is possible because the amount of chemical castrations going on in the Eugene water supply and the food supply and everything else, there's definitely probably, I would say half of that 23%, maybe, or they're paid or they are some sort of FBI informant because no common sense, normal human would ever oppose anything such as this. Unless they're a mental patient or they're getting paid. So understand this, and this is the most important thing in this segment, is that a lot of the opposition that you see is all tied in with these NGOs, non-government organizations, colluding with government funding to create a false sense of opposition, such as the opposition that you see with Measure 114. Not the opposition against it, but I'm talking about the opposition of the Second Amendment, the opposition of the Constitution, and the people that are in favor of 114 that you see. I guarantee, I guarantee it. And this is why they don't want this type of stuff coming out. This is why they don't want to admit that they colluded uh, with the DOD on the manufacturing of the virus or the collusion with the uh, DHS on the Twitter files. This is why they don't want that to come out. This is why they don't want you to question things. This is why they don't want you to think is because once you start thinking, then you start looking at things as simple as this Eugene City Council meeting and that 23% of voters who are in support of the gas ban, which is completely against living I mean, it's almost suicidal to not want good, clean energy, which natural gas is, is that maybe there's something nefarious going on. Maybe there's some uh, bad actors associated with that 23%. Now, listen, 23% should not dictate the vote, but the city council doesn't even want to take it to the public. They don't want the vote to even be had. They're unwilling to put this issue out for public vote. The council also ignored the thousands of residents and workers and community leavers and registered the opposition in writing and public comment. We'll be right back. 
I've heard those city singers singing about how they can love. Welcome back, folks. You know, sometimes we just got to sit back and uh, and reminisce on the great things and great times and great opportunities that we have. And, and how honored am I to be here today to be able to talk to you and have this wonderful platform here on KSLM 104.3 FM, 1220 AM, to be able to just give this message and spread some love to, to the world. And I am so honored to be here today, and, I'm, and I just want to thank you guys very much for supporting the station, supporting me, and just supporting Liberty and understanding that we are all Americans and we are in the biggest fight of our lives. We're in the biggest fight of the decade, right? World War II, yes, that was a giant. That was a giant thing. But we're in our generation right now are in the biggest fight. And the fight is for the future. The fight is for the integrity of the world, the integrity of the future, of our world, of our kids' worlds, of our future generations and everything tied in with it. It's very important that you understand that, that that is all being under attack. Just a couple little points that kind of recognize that. One of them being is that the massive amount of divorces that have over endured in the past two years is just exponential. I mean, I'm talking people 15 years, 16 years, friends that are 18, 19 years, 20 years, 25 years of marriage is coming to an end. That's because things are changing drastically. And the grounding of our lives and the grounding of our soul is under attack. And it's my job to you to try to paint a window and allow you to see within that window of yourself and have some self-reflection. It is not my goal to persuade you any way or another. I could go on and on. Some people would call me right wing. Some people would just call me, you know, a centrist or an extremist or, you know, whatever it may be. I'm very complex, but I'm also very simple. And the complexities are the complexities of the world and understanding of the world and the world around us. A lot of you deep down in your soul know that some of the things that I'm saying is true. And it might be scary to recognize it. It might be scary to acknowledge it, right? You might feel alone, which most of you do. Or you might feel scared that they're listening, right? And they might be. In fact, they probably are. But just know they've been listening for a very long time. And I'll tell you, if you start actively verbalizing how you feel, just like these guys did for the city council down in Eugene, you start doing that and getting involved. That is the most liberating thing in the world. And from there, then you can grow into taking control of your life and understanding all of the other little intricacies and complexities that these demonic, tyrannical globalists are trying to rob you of your future. Their goal is to exterminate your existence. They want to do that. But they can't just start blowing stuff up around the world and justifying it and selling it to the world. History tells us that we will revolt. And if we can acknowledge the fact that this is being done and acknowledge the fact that there are these community people at the World Economic Forum, the Bilderbergers, all that stuff, George Soros, getting down to a 
local level. That that is their focus right now. Their focus is to steal elections at a county level, at a municipal level, and embed predators such as these Eugene City Council members, five of them anyway, embed them into your city to where then they rob and pillage and plunder of all of your resources. Notice that we've given these guys so much power. 73%. 73. Or wait, 76%, excuse me, oppose this. And you know what the city council? Because they're not a behest to the public. They don't care about the public. They don't care if they get voted in or not. In fact, they don't care because the real voting's not happening. Because most of you are still sitting down thinking that we're in a free and fair election process. When it's been disproven time and 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 time again. And it's been beaten into everybody's brain if you're looking. They stole it. They admitted they stole it. They are admitting that they stole it. They are going to continue to steal it unless we can fight back. Unless through the, through the court of public opinion. And this is why I think these congressional hearings are so important. And exposing the collaboration with the Department of Homeland Security and the Twitter files and all that stuff. That's why this is so important is because it is exposing behind the green curtain of what's really happening and what's really going on. And why you see these anomalies that kind of feel weird when you look at something, you're like, well, how did that guy win? Nobody liked him. Nobody even showed up. If you look at Biden's most recent uh, uh, rally that he did, nobody was there. There might've been a hundred people there. So how did that guy get the most votes in history? Well, duh, we already know. So we already know. I don't have to beat the dead horse. You guys are a, a, a very informed, uh, listenership. I love my listeners and thank you guys very much for listening. Uh, please spread the word to your friends, noncompliantamerica.com. You know, it's a shameless plug right there, but we need the support. We need the momentum. We need the guidance, right? So back to my point is that this stuff and this fight is right in front of us. It's right in front of you. It's right down the street. You know, at this Eugene City Council. So what are we going to do? How are we going to fight against it? I recommend let's all start running for office. I'm going to be running for office. I'm not ready to announce it yet. I got a couple little things I'm going to put into play, but I'm going to run for office and why not? You know, what's the worst thing that can happen? I could win and I could make some change. I could expose some stuff. I could utilize my platform on the radio show to expose the different things and the corruptions happening within our state capital, right? Because what else do we have to lose? These guys have already shown their hand. They've already shown that they're willing to take the football to the finish line. And the finish line being the destruction of your life. And you're locked into a home and you can't even think for yourself. You can't dare think about opposing them. Otherwise, they'll take your CBDC away. Or maybe they'll send the FBI to your house and they'll take you away and lock you in a gulag. Like Andrew Tate. You know, so really... What do we have to lose? We don't have anything to lose. 
Let me read you some fun comments here uh, on this article. Normally, they uh, delete the comments because people don't go along with this crap. They're not in favor of banning natural gas. There's just the free radicals that, you know, they're mental patients. They belong in a mental institution. They need help. But listen to some of these comments. They are fun as we go out. So this guy named Bamboo, he's like, absolutely ridiculous. Government forcing you to accept what they choose and not give people a choice. That's wrong. Boom, that's got 23 votes. Uh, This guy says, have you been to Eugene lately? Steaming pile of poo. And that's just City Hall. So they got homeless population just exploding around the city. It's only the beginning. This is what happens when liberals are in the majority. That's not true. So listen, Old Truffle, this guy's named Old Truffle, he made the comment. Listen, that is a psychological warfare tactic to get you to believe that we are outnumbered. We are the majority. We are great Americans and are the majority. And you need to understand that is a warfare tactic to get you to sit down, to think that we're captured, we're compromised. The best thing that we can do is just go hide in our homes and do nothing. Well, I'm not going to do nothing. What about you? Thanks again for listening. Joshua Michael, Noncompliant America. Have a great week.